0: Madame et messieurs, écoutez bien. Welcome to Fashion Mode with Charles Macdonald brought to you in association with Force Magazine on World Radio Paris. Bonjour and welcome to Fashion Mode. This is a primetime fashion show for the World Radio Paris and World Radio Monaco, brought to you in association with Force Magazine. I'm Charles Daniel MacDonald and I'll be hosting the show exclusively for the WRP Network. As the fashion industry appears to be gaining momentum again, in today's show I look at the top trending topics, such as Balma's Maluma collection, the death of Albert Elbaz, LVMH's deadstock fabric platform, and why branding matters now more than ever. What started as a custom co-designed tour wardrobe for shows have since rescheduled and turned into a full-fledged partnership. Balma and Maluma have unveiled a limited edition collaboration comprised of ready-to-wear clothing and sneakers, available starting today. Inspired by Miami Vice, the Latin superstar's love of colour and optimistic fashion choices and Olivier Roustan's passion for music. For me, fashion could never exist without music, said Roustan, so he was just the perfect match. On a call from his Paris office and dressed in a hoodie and baseball cap, Roustan explained that Maluma's music has been one of his go-tos for dancing. They met four years ago during Paris Fashion Week and finally worked together for the first time last summer on Maloma's look for the MTV VMAs. From that, we just exchanged texts and we were like, why don't we work together? Because your aesthetic and your vision of music can really combine with my fashion world, the designer quoted. As part of the collaboration, Rustan has put together a playlist available on Apple Music throughout the design process, which involved many WhatsApp messages between the singer and the designer, as well as fabric samples being sent between the French Atelier and Colombia, where Maluma was for part of the pandemic. Rustan, of course, listened to lots of Papi Juanjo, Maluma's most recent album, and a favourite track being Hawaii, featuring The Weeknd. Working with Olivier and the entire Banma team was an amazing creative journey for me, he told wwd in an email it's been one of my goals to work with a respected fashion house on a collection but this journey was more exciting because olivier pushed me to design with him and that process for me was just like making music connecting the dots to create an energy for my fans the colors and styles of this collaboration were influenced by my fifth album which had an edgy style influenced by the miami vice vibe Colours and comfort when I made this album during the pandemic were extremely important to me because I couldn't go on tour at the time and I couldn't perform my songs but I wanted colours to give them great energy. Rustan said he was interested in working with something that would initially seem outside of the luxury French purview of the fashion house. I know that sometimes in the typical fashion world when you say French or luxury sometimes it feels like Do you want to bring music to that kind of French house? That's from 1945. And I think the reason why I did it is because basically the house is so French. And so, from 1945, that for me is such an important time and moment to be in Balma as a witness of the period. Malma, more than him, enjoys being an incredible singer. And I think he's bringing a lot of the fashion community with his joy and his happiness plus the fact he's always playing with his style from different kinds of houses from around the world, mixing up different cultures as well. So I think for Balma, which is a French brand from Paris, the collaboration with Maluma is obviously going to give the house and pushing the aesthetic a much more international visibility. Though having only visited Miami roughly twice in his life, Roustan grew up obsessed by the oversized tailoring in Miami Vice and the glamour of the city back in the 1980s. The collection skews casual with printed t-shirts in bright neon colours, a hoodie, a track jacket, a pair of sneakers, a pinstripe blazer with matching drawstring bottoms and a black and white striped shirt and shirt set. I love obviously black and white stripes because it reminds me of that Miami Vice feeling And the striped T-shirts and shorts are obviously what I'm wearing all summer, he said. Rostan said he was drawn to Maluma's embrace of playing with fashion, something more often found in women collaborators than in men. Maluma is one of the few men I've worked with that when you talk about bright colours, he would never say no, because he loves that as part of his aesthetic and something he can really enjoy as being a designer. He's open for more collaborations down the line and sees them as ways to modernise Balma, something he has said he's been part of a mission since starting at the Storied House over a decade ago. As a kid, I didn't know the name of Balma, so I went to my little cousin who's 10 years old to grow up thinking it's one of the biggest French fashion houses. Thanks to music, I can make the new generation know the name of Balma, Roustan said. So I think it's really important because music has such an incredible reach demographically of crowd and strong community. And that's the key of success of many fashion houses to bring the name to different generations and not just being close to Avenue Montagne. Albert Elbaz, who made his name at the storied fashion houses, including Yves Saint Laurent, and spent a 14-year spell rejuvenating Glanvin has died at the age of 59 at the American Hospital in Paris. His death from COVID-19 was confirmed by Richemont, the conglomerate backing Elbaz's latest venture, AZ Factory. I have lost not only a colleague, but a beloved friend, Richemont founder and chairman, Johan Rupert, said in a statement published on the 25th of April, the day after Baz's sudden passing. Albert had a richly deserved reputation as one of the industry's brightest and most beloved figures. I was always taken by his intelligence, sensitivity, generosity, and unbridled creativity. He was a man of exceptional warmth and talent, and his singular vision, sense of beauty, and empathy leave an incredible impression. The Moroccan-born visionary is best known for catapulting Lanvin into the major leagues during his force between 2001 and 2015. His acrimonious split from the Bland, which saw him forced to defend his work and leadership style, was publicly documented, and Elbas subsequently took a five-year hiatus. Returning to fashion on the Spring-Summer 2021 couture schedule, with a fresh perspective and a modern band proposition, the industry was overjoyed to welcome back one of its leading creative figures, who was always imbued with his work with such joy and put the focus on squarely making individuals, especially women, feel special. It was a great privilege watching Albert in his last endeavour as he worked to realise his dream of smart fashion that cares, continued Rupert. His inclusive vision of fashion made women feel beautiful and comfortable by blending traditional craftsmanship with technology. High innovative projects which sought to define the industry. His brilliant innovations and ebullient presence will be sorely missed by everyone across the industry and beyond. As the COVID-19 outbreak wreaks havoc on the retail industry, some are asking a curious question, namely, will companies boost their spending on branding in the aftermath of a crisis? What I find strange about this question is the assumption that branding is something you turn on and off like a light switch, and that it's somehow a conscious decision or undertaking that brands embark on as necessary or when it best serves them. I suspect this is because we've long confused the concepts of branding and advertising, and they are not the same. Advertising is what a brand says about itself to consumers. Advertising is a conscious effort on the brand to promote itself, its products and services. Advertising can be bought and sold. Advertising is transactional. Branding, on the other hand, is a very different thing. Branding is what others think and say about you, and it's informed by a wide range of inputs, far beyond what a brand says about itself. More critical is what a brand actually does or doesn't do. Branding reflects the total sum of every organisational action, against the backdrop of culture, all of which reveals the true character of a company. Branding cannot be bought or sold, and it's transformational. To illustrate the point, look at two recent decisions in the world's largest sportswear, players. In the face of growing concern about the virus and the emerging need to lock down places of gathering, including retail stores, it was weak to the media that Adidas Chief Executive, Kasper Rorsted, emailed his front-line employees on March the 16th with the following message. We have to keep the company going and open for business to ensure we can pay our monthly bills and salaries to everyone, he wrote. Closing down is easy. Staying open in a healthy environment requires courage, persistence and focus. You say you can judge your lunch partner's true character by how they treat the waiting staff. Adidas had grown the same and this is a proven track record for other companies. Its true character and an internal culture were on full display in this briefing but telling internal memo to its employees. Almost immediately, someone at Adidas reconsidered the move and 24 hours later, the decision was reversed, with the brand opting instead to close all of its stores. It subsequently attempted to sanitise the situation with the advertising message. Branding is ultimately what you say, but who you choose to be. Choose wisely. To our athletes, teammates and friends across the world, your health is what matters most. In support of the worldwide effort to keep our communities safe our stores will remain closed throughout march read the communication our doors may be closed but our brand remains open and committed to fostering a spirit of unity and connection around the world to help us stay connected you can find us online via adidas.no and the adidas app this is a tough time so let's look after each other our families and our communities the problem is, for many, what they have perceived to be the underlying character of Adidas had already been revealed and they had formed their own judgments about a company which was seemingly willing to put its own frontline workers in harm's way to move another pair of shoes. Nike took a very different approach, however. A day earlier, on March the 15th, it announced it would close all its stores in US, Canada, Western Europe, Australia and New Zealand until at least the 27th of March. After this, the athletic company had already shuttered its corporate headquarters in Beaverton, Oregon, and maintained that employees worked from home. Furthermore, the brand informed employees that they would be compensated for the duration of closures. Six days later, the brand launched a series of communications to the public. The message was not an encouragement to buy Nike's products or patronise its websites, but rather an emotionally charged plea to its brand community to adhere to social distancing guidelines. A message that ran even more true in the light of the company's own policies. This is branding and the difference matters now more than ever because when the COVID-19 crisis eventually ends, consumers won't be searching for the brands they hope they can trust. They will choose brands they already believe they can trust based on previously observed actions. They won't seek out new communities of affiliation, but turn to those in which they have already faith and already know align with their social, political and spiritual worldviews. So, time to focus on branding is not before COVID-19 or after COVID-19 or any other future crisis. Your branding is already branding itself every minute of the day through its decision and visibility that it makes between itself and its customers. It's ultimately not what you say, but who you choose to be. And with that in mind, choose wisely. A few weeks before the launch of Nonasource, LVMH's new platform selling dead stock, the co-founders have transformed their office into a studio to shoot the fabrics in very high definition visuals. There are scraps of soft-covered llama wool in brown sugar hues, a swathe of electric blue double-faced satin silk beautifully arranged on a stockman mannequin and much more besides. Nonasource, who launches this Monday, is the brainchild of Romain Bravo, former materials buyer at LVMH L'Onton In my role, I would go to warehouses and I saw the multiplication of dead stocks, he said. I thought, on the one hand, there are young designers seeking beautiful fabrics to make their collections, and on the other hand, couture houses are storing materials they have no use for. How do you create a link between them? Well, Nona is one of the passé in Roman mythologies, Brabo explains. She spins the thread of life and the source is a reference to sourcing. Brabo moved on to become ready-to-wear industrialization manager at Kenzo, another LVMH fashion house, where he met Marie Falogera, a textile engineer who is material development and CSR manager. They presented the project as a part of LVMH's entrepreneurship programme, D.A.R.E. and were invited to pilot it full-time. The two were joined by Anne Prieur-Deprê, Digital Transformation Manager at LVMH, in January 2020 and all three have fully dedicated their time to creating the solution since March 2020. The concept is simple, as Falougera explains. We buy dead stocks from the houses and put them back for sale at competitive prices after fully appraising them. This tool gives young designers access to high quality fabrics at an affordable price, and it's all the more advantageous for young designers because they're usually obliged to pay more when ordering smaller quantities. We wanted to put the disposal of creatives to performing a simple and legible tool. NonoSource is a business-to-business platform open to all brands, including independent designers, LVMH houses and competitors. We want to open up, says Valogera. Brands owned by rival Caring will be welcome to buy fabrics from Nona also. The platform makes its debut this week with 500 different fabrics, 100,000 metres of fabrics and 1,000 metres of leather, all from one house in the LVMH group, which name is undisclosed. Nona doesn't buy nor store rolls of fabrics that have a logo. Those are discarded and broken down for intellectual property reasons and are meant for recycling as part of LVMH's cooperation with waste specialist Cerde on a waste management platform. Nona Source is a significant innovation coming as it does from luxury, industry's largest business, but it's not a wholly new concept. Queen of Raw, for example, is a marketplace that enables users to list, sell, and buy dead stock materials, although it doesn't own its dead stock like NonaSource. Stephanie Bendetto, co founder and CEO of The Queen of Raw, who was a finalist for the LVMH Innovation Prize last year, doesn't see NonaSource as competition. There is a big platform, she says simply dead stock today represents 15% of textile production across brands retailers factories and mills totaling an annual loss of around a remarkable 152 billion dollars for the industry dead stock amounts to an annual loss of approximate with this figure all across facets of the industry international Traditionally, there has been a stigma surrounding Deadstock with brands that fear that its existence represents poor management or bad commercial decision-making. However, Benedetto thinks that this wider community offset has helped impede progress on the issue before its ultimate change. LVMH is out there and publicly stating what they are doing and standing behind it is extremely valuable, she said. Everyone's got this waste, it's inherent in the fashion production system and at least the way it was done historically. But now we're at a tipping point where we can do better with our waste, make money, save money and have a sustainable story to tell. This is one powerful collaboration with the mantra, "One person's waste is another person's design collection. We want to start small, says Valogera. The platform's product pages provide all sorts of information, origin widths, weight and composition. Clients can search by price or even quantity, with the latter being useful for larger brands that may require substantial quantities or even capsule collections, as prices are 60 to 70% lower than the gross price, which is paid originally. The warehouse is near tours in Western France and shipping to clients is limited to Europe. There is a local stake, says Bravo, and we want to minimise transporting materials, as Brexit has put a huge question mark over the possibility of shipping to the UK. Down the road, the platform is to span beyond fabrics and leather. We want to be a platform of creative resources in the broadest sense, says Brabo, citing for future inclusion zippers, buttons, stripes and wire bobbins. We would be delighted if a designer made a collection 100% with dead stocks coming from Nona Source and this is one of our future core objectives. The website with high resolution close-up shots of fabrics is designed to encourage people to buy online. No samples are available however and there will be a showroom at the incubator in La Caserne in Paris. The incubator launches in June with the showroom to follow in the immediate autumn. NonoSource is a good fit for LVMH's wider circular strategy says Alexandre Capelli, an LVMH environmental deputy director. The group has recently unveiled its Life 360 strategy and environmental performance roadmap consisting of the four pillars including creative circularity. It's a full program she explained including eco-design, integration and recycled materials within our products and our packaging with percentage goals that will increase between 2023, 2026 and 2030, testing of new business models like rental and resale and the avoidance of any destruction and unsold products. The product timeway is new. Launching in France is implementing a law banning the destruction of unsold goods. Waste has become a pressing issue across the fashion industry and Stephanie Benedetto, the Queen of Raw, warns there is no time to be lost. If brands don't innovate today and start thinking about it, in 20 to 24 months, the problem is already going to be too big for them to handle, especially in this current climate. I hope you can join me for the next Fashion Mode show, where I'll be continuing on with my look at the international fashion press and industry developments. With more details and features to follow, you can catch up with all the fashion news on forcmagazine.com and at Force Magazine on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. You can also keep up to date with the latest shows directly from Mixcloud, Podbean And our official profiles on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play and Deezer under Force Magazine. Until the next time, keep your fashion mode on.